Hello, and thank you for joining The Connection Connoisseur today. My name is Brenda Ridgely. I want to help women remember who they really are and fill that space that's empty within them with a tribe of meaningful relationships. Today, we're going to talk about friends, the good, the fad, and the ugly. When it comes to friends, there are some distinct relationship types that should be noted. Because we are discussing what it means to be a friend and have meaningful friendships, it's important to know what you want, yet also be able to identify what you do not want. The following will distinguish and acknowledge the good, the fad, and the ugly when it comes to friends that become relationships. After identifying the friends that you should approach with discretion, we will focus heavily on the good because we know as the law of attraction dictates, what you focus on expands. Near the end, I'm going to share with you five essential food groups for friendship. So stay tuned. Let's start by getting clear on what a friend is and what it is not. We're going to start with the bad. We're going to go there. Have you ever had a frenemy? A frenemy is an oxymoron and a blend of the words friend and enemy. It refers to a person with whom one is friendly despite a fundamental dislike or rivalry of sorts, or a person who combines the characteristics of a friend and an enemy. This definition is straight from Wikipedia and validates the sad fact of the term's existence. Urban Dictionary describes it a bit differently and in a few ways. First, a person in your life, usually a friend of friend or a coworker, that you get along with and overall you enjoy their company, but they will cut you down with virtually any opportunity with mostly backhanded compliments and jabs. Another one is one who always roots for you to do good just as long as it isn't better than them. <laughs> Anyone know someone like that? <laughs> Another one is ones whose perception normally stems from jealousy to any or all aspects of your life. Kind of similar to a hater, but you get along with them. And lastly, someone who acts as your friend while having ulterior motives. Sadly, it's true. They're out there, guys. Winston Churchill is credited with the first coining of this term while discussing America's involvement in World War II. When I think of frenemies, I think of someone who is sweet and friendly to my face, but they really don't care about me, and that mostly they just care about what I can do for them. This person is likely a gossip behind your back, and if you pay attention, probably sharing with you some unflattering things about other mutual friends. You can identify frenemies before too much harm is done though. Here are a few signs your friend is really a frenemy. First, they may devalue your achievement and celebrate your setbacks. The only way they feel good about themselves is to make others feel less than. They are jealous of your victories. They may offer lopsided compliments like, wow, you finally did it. Or boy, you are so lucky. When you fail, it makes them feel good by comparison. Frenemies love gossiping. They love talking behind your back 
and they are more than happy to share with you any unkind things that may have been said about you. Inquiring minds want to know. Frenemies will ask you lots of questions, not because they care about you, but rather to stock up ammunition for their next gossip session. A real friend would listen, offer good advice, and honestly tell you if she thought you were making a mistake. A frenemy's advice will be self-serving, and she will certainly allow you to make that mistake so that she feels better about herself. Lastly, she will playfully contribute passive-aggressive remarks or actions, playing it off as if she's joking, of course. She may underhandedly compliment someone else, maybe your opponent or someone that you just don't get along with just to take a jab at you. A frenemy's compliments may also be backhanded, like, your hair looks so much better now that that bleach blonde is gone. They may also keep pertinent information from you or share misinformation to sabotage you. If you discover that you have a frenemy in the midst, some would suggest mirroring their behavior and giving it right back to them, right? As tempting as sweet revenge can be, energetically speaking, it will not be in your best interest to do so. As you progress through life, undoubtedly some frenemies will take notice. The more successful you become, the more you will be attracting envy and resentment of these individuals. My best advice, graciously distance yourself from these individuals. By making yourself unavailable to them, they will have less and less ammunition and eventually just get bored with you and find another target. You may be unable to do this because maybe they're a coworker or even worse, a family member. In this case, be aware of who they really are behind the deceptively friendly surface and don't engage any more than is required. You know, it makes me feel really icky to even talk about frenemies. But the good news is that people are mostly good. Make a habit of paying attention to how people make you feel. Often your feelings will sense the truth and you will discover those who are insincere. Also, your true friendships will not tolerate the frenemies direct or indirect attacks on you or anyone in their tribe. Hey, real quick, would you please click on the subscribe button below so make sure you get a new episode each week? Thank you. The next group of people are the friendlies. This is a word I made up. I strongly believe in this word as it was created to describe a specific kind of relationship that I've experienced over the years. Have you ever invested in a relationship to the extent that it is pretty important and meaningful to you, however you discover one day that she's just not that into you, so to speak? Well, if you have, you've been a victim of the friendlies. This can be disappointing and even painful to learn. In many situations, these relationships come about when you are connected by a period of time, an event, or some other communal interest. When I first went to college, I started hanging out with several girls in my dorm. I was connecting and having fun with these new friends, and about the same time, I met my first love interest in softball PE class. After a few months of flirting and hanging out, we officially started dating. It was at this time that I started spending more time with the boyfriend and less time to hang out with the new friends that I had made. I remember one friend in particular who had assumed this kind of motherly demeanor in the dorm. She pulled me aside and said to me that she was concerned that I was spending too much time with this guy. 
Well, young Lo will not be hindered by the jealous whims of a few catty friendlies. She wasn't looking out for me, but rather looking out for herself. And it was really borderline frenemy behavior. However, the distinction is that they didn't in any way want to harm me. They just wanted my undivided attention. Another personal example is when I was a young mother, connecting with other mothers through school activities for our children. In a sense, I was trying to fit in at a new school. I was kind of eager to build friendships and I invested a lot of time, energy, and care into the kids, the school, and these new friends. We socialized together, attended all the kids' sporting events, and even traveled together. I was going in deep, but they had a different agenda. They were predominantly in it for convenience, not connection. After a few years, I finally figured it out. I was dismayed and kind of hurt to recognize that they really didn't care to grow our friendship beyond scheduling kids' playdates, class projects, and game time chit-chat. The friendlies are a fad of sorts in relationships. A fad is defined as a practice or interest followed for a time with exaggerated zeal. Looking back, I take responsibility for not recognizing the signs, or lack thereof, that these friends were not evolving into friendship. You know, they were just at different places in their own lives, and friendship wasn't on the program. You know, maybe they were just were overwhelmed keeping it all together. It's not their fault. For a friend to become a friendship, there must be reciprocity, though. If you find yourself investing considerably more than another, Recognize that your intentions just don't line up and move along. This may feel a little bit like rejection, but it really isn't. As Don Miguel Ruiz states in his important book, The Four Agreements, don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. I've been a victim of needless suffering before and don't go there, it's no fun. Now let's focus on true friendships, the good. Kyler Shumway, author of The Friendship Formula, suggests that there are five essential food groups of friendship, companionship, fun, empathy, assistance, and learning. First of all, companionship. People enjoy each other's company and even feel less awkward entering social situations when they are with someone. Number two, fun. Shared interests and activities add to the positivity bank account and create fun memories. Enjoying a good laugh or an exhilarating experience together is priceless. Three, empathy. Isn't it nice to be able to confide in someone and feel like you are heard and really seen? Empathy is the greatest of all human superpowers. Number four, assistance. You know what? Sometimes you just need a ride to the airport, right? Maybe you need a hand moving or something or you need help with a computer problem. Friendships can lend a hand when you're in a bind. And number five, learning. We all have special gifts and areas of expertise that can benefit others. Sharing these gifts with each other is rewarding as we can sharpen our own skills while teaching our friends something that will help us be successful. 
We can also learn together through life experience. You can support each other, work through obstacles together, and learn as you go. So now that you know the good, the fad, and the ugly relationships, focus on the good. Give it all of your attention. Some of you already know the security blanket of love and acceptance from one or more solid friendship. Some of you may need some help making this happen, and that's okay. In the weeks ahead, we're going to break down each component of tribal friendships. You will learn how to attract, build, and fortify your tribe. One day soon, you will experience the joy and fulfillment of a tribe that contributes to your own personal wholeness. Thank you so much for joining me today. When three or more gather, we are tribe.